You are now tuned into the Anxious Ambition Podcast, where you will be hearing raw and unfiltered conversations with those who struggle with mental illness, but refuse to let that get in the way of them achieving their dreams. Our hope is that by hearing their stories, you are inspired to do more. Here are their stories. Anxious. Ambition. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Ambition Podcast. This is going to be the first episode of season two. We're excited to be back. Um, today's guest is the host of the Trace Speaks Podcast. He's the founder of Active Minds Chapter at University of Dubuque, and he's currently pursuing his master's to become a therapist. Welcome to the show, Trey Moss. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I am happy to have you on. You want to tell everyone a little bit about you? Yeah, so it's a little bit about me. I am 24 years old. Uh, as Justin mentioned, I'm currently in grad school. Uh, my master's in social program at St. Ambrose University. Um, after that, you know, I plan on going in private practice to be a licensed mental health therapist. And I guess what kind of led me to that was, you know, being in therapy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my therapist kind of shining that light on me and saying, hey, like, I think you can do this work. <laughs> and I've always had a passion of loving people. And growing up, my little sister, um, she would want to be a therapist, a psychologist, and a police officer. And we were, like, trying to figure out, you know, how the hell are you going to do all those jobs? <laughs> right, right. And she, like, inspired me to, you know, also be, like, where I am today. Mm-hmm. And once she passed away, my senior year of high school, it definitely gave me, it was like, okay, Trey, like, you're definitely, you're going to be helping people. Mm-hmm. And I played basketball and baseball growing up. Um, so I enjoyed doing those things when I was a kid. And then unfortunately, I stopped probably like in my senior year of high school. Um, very outgoing person, love welcoming and including everyone and everything. Um, it's just it's who I am. <laughs> Always been that way. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, so getting into therapy, obviously, I mean, you, you did therapy yourself, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. I go once a week. I was going uh, like every other week. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it was like once a month. Uh, but I've, no one knows this, but I've probably been through like four or five therapists. And I thought it was so, you know, after my first one, I was like, I'm not going to try again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. But someone told me it's like, you know, look for a therapist, like look for a therapist that you want to see, like in a friend. And 100%. I was just like, I was just like, okay, like that makes sense. And so I went through like four or five therapists before I finally found the one. And once I found the one, like, I don't, it's like our personalities, like our vibes, like we just, you know, clash and like, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I got, I got, I got lucky with mine. It was like the first try, but like, oh, really? I, you hear that all the time. Well, to be honest though, like she was the fishing at our wedding. So like we already had a connection and it was like, but like you said, you hear that all the time. It's like, Oh no, like I just don't connect with them. It's like, you have mm-hmm. to keep, if you're really serious about therapy, like you got to keep trying. So you find it's a I mean, it's a very intense yeah. relationship that if you don't trust the person or vibe with them, it's just kind of, I don't know, useless, but yeah. So, so what got, I mean, what, obviously like what happened? So when did you start going to therapy after your sister's, your sister passed away? Yeah. After okay. my sister passed away, my senior year of high school, I completely like, I just felt numb. Like I just mm-hmm. didn't know how to handle like, you know, my emotions or like just grieving. And I was one that always felt like I had to be strong for my family Mm. because, you know, I've never been, you know, the one to be vulnerable or like show my emotions or feelings like to my family members. 
part of because like you know I wasn't really allowed to and when I did it was I was being invalidated mm-hmm. you know I wasn't getting you know the validation from my parents or my siblings that I needed and so like that's something like I'm still working on in therapy it's just like you know not being validated enough. but I I think I made some comments about just self-harm to my best friend and that you know made him very scared Mm-hmm. And so he told his mom and then his mom told my mom and then that's when my mom found out. And that's when she signed me up to, for therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, like I've always been a very open person, you know, always want to try out new things. And at the time I didn't know, like there's, you know, a stigma between, you know, seeking, you know, help from mm-hmm. a professional. And so I think that's also kind of, you know, why, I still started therapy because I didn't know about the stigma at the time and started therapy. She was a good, like she was a good therapist, but we just like, again, like we didn't connect, you know, we didn't like really have many things in common. Although she gave me some very good coping skills and some like recommendations, like say for example, like lavender, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I didn't know about lavender like at the time. And she's just like, Hey, try this out you know, this will help just kind of keep you calm and like help you sleep at night. And so, you know, that's something that like has stuck with me and like, you know, I still use, but more general stuff though. Nothing like personal is just kind of like, I don't say just general shit, but basically, you know, like stuff that could work for everybody, but not like for you, you know, specifically. Yeah. It was just like, you know, all right, I'm going to throw out all these recommendations and things Mm -hmm. you can do rather than, you know, us talking and, you know, me starting to like unpack things that like I've been through and like, you know, obviously the grief of my sister. Mm-hmm. So I think that I just suddenly I just stopped that. And then once I moved away to college, I started seeking services at, on campus at UD mm-hmm. and built a really great relationship with a the therapist there. And then unfortunately she left my s- junior year. And then, so it was like, okay, well, damn, like, what am I going to do now? Like she's gone. She's not in Iowa anymore. So my English professor, um, you know, her daughter is a therapist. And so we got connected and I knew from that first day, like we were going to be great together. Like, that's awesome. And so I was doing that like once or twice a month and I really should have started off going weekly, but sure. Still kind of scared, honestly. Mm-hmm. So before before your sister passed away what did you have any like mental health you know issues or anything like before that and this kind of you know you see a lot of the time like the trauma these big traumatic events really just you know either you know awaken like the depression the anxiety whatever it is seems to be really be like a launching point for a lot of people it's like oh shit like i do have some things to work through yeah so you know, I did not know what mental health was until I got to rightfully college. so. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like everybody, <laughs> and it's sad. And it's sad. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I really think that like mental health should be taught like in schools. And honestly, like I've been seeing a little bit lately about teachers, you know, in middle school and high school, are kind of mentioning, um, you know, mental health. Like I just mm-hmm. hear from you know friends and like their brothers and sisters are like in school and they were telling them like, oh hey, I learned this today, and they would tell me. And I was just like, you know, that's awesome. Like, I'm, you know, really glad to hear that. But I I guess looking back, I can definitely see that I did deal with, you know, definitely depression. 
I've always, that I've always have been like my biggest battle was depression. Mm. And I've always like had experienced, you know, numerous times, like just sadness. And I was very uncomfortable. Like I had lack of energy with doing anything. And it was kind of part of the reason why I fell off of baseball, even going into high school was because of my depression. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like an out, an outsider. Um, by that like I just I hated like everything about me all my physical features like you know even like my skin being black like mm. it was something like it was a battle a majority of the like kids at my school like they were white You're right and did you grow up in Iowa no so I grew okay. up in Rock, Rockville Illinois okay yeah yeah. Say, yeah so I grew up in Rockville Illinois I went to a pretty big school but mm-hmm. there was like there was more white than you know there was black mm-hmm. and I mean, it was a battle and like, I've always tried, you know, like I wanted to fit in and I always felt like, you know, an outsider, like I didn't belong in these certain friend groups or I wasn't this, I guess, popular kid as, you know, some other kids were. And so it definitely like affected, I mean, it still affects me a little bit today. Like just thinking back, like, damn, like no one wanted me. Like I didn't feel wanted or loved or cared for even just in my household is mm-hmm. because of not being able to have a space to talk about things that I was going through and I don't know it's just crazy like even in therapy like now I'm just like damn like my parents really caused like a lot of childhood trauma <laughs> and not to throw a hate on them like you know they didn't mean it like they didn't know right they didn't know they didn't, they didn't know and I honestly, like, it took me some time to, like, be able to forgive them, like, internally. And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, I can't, you know, continue to put this hate on them because, you know, they're, you know, they didn't know. Like, they're mm-hmm. parents, they're individuals. They probably were, like, they didn't, you know, be able to open up and be vulnerable, like, when they were a child. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. it, Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty crazy like just and really interesting just to see how you know not necessarily like immature my parents were but that they did the best that they could right is it is it fair to say like i don't know if i'm not crossing any lines but like in black culture right it's i I think it's even more taboo right like mental health and everything is that fair to say yeah like (laughs) dude like growing up in a black household you're taught to be strong and also just being a black man right you're you're taught to be strong taught to get over it throw it under the rug everything will be fine tomorrow um what else did i hear i heard a lot of shit that like yeah (laughs) like that still kind of plays around like in my head like even when i'm going through situations just like all right get over it Mm -hmm. it's like no let's you know let's talk about it let's process like what you're feeling, like what you're going through. And I think growing up with two older brothers definitely like made it even worse. And I was raised in a single parent home with my mother. Mm. And so obviously like there's a stigma, like, you know, there too with mom, there were like these high expectations and standards for, you know, moms to raise their boys to be men and to, you know, toughen them up, make Mm -hmm. them strong. And so that's also like that was a barrier too right there like that was just harmful just hearing like get over it tough like 
everything yeah. be fine tomorrow or like just go pray about it like i would get that too and it's just like okay like i get it like i'll pray <laughs> but like i I need to unpack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can pray all you want and nothing against all that, but you need someone to talk back. Yeah, exactly. You know, or like even someone to just listen, you know? True. But True. yeah, dude, in a growing up in a black household, it, it is tough. And, you know, being around like just, you know, my white friends and like their families, like just seeing how, you know, open and just willing to listen to their kids, it made me feel like, you know, my parents should be doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it would, I would literally like go to my friend's house just for that because like the parents would ask me like how my day was or like how school going or like how my sports are going. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I was more willing to, you know, be around them and, you know, their place, even though they were my family, but they felt like family, you know, because they checked in. Mm-hmm. and like I said, you know, earlier, like, I'm like, I don't want to blame my parents, <laughs> but sometimes I'm just like, damn. <laughs> I get it. I mean, like, it, and again, I got to want to blame my parents, but like, you know, I, my parents have come around to everything and understand more now, but because of like talking about it and like you talking about it, but like, it was like, well, you have nothing to be stressed about. It's like, well, mm-hmm. it's not stress or like you know or you know to be sad about or like everything's so good and this and that and it's like I mean, you don't know what you don't know you know right. and like 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 they didn't grow up people talking about depression and they probably just thought depression is sadness and a little bit about suicide and even that everyone was like suicide was always like the most selfish thing in the world and it was just oh, you yeah. know obviously got different views on that today but um you you mentioned self-harm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Like when did, did that happen? When did it start? I mean. Yeah. So actually I just passed anniversary back in October. It, um, I tried self-harming freshman year of college, um, okay. in October. So my sister passed away September 28th okay. and I would say that fall of October of 2015 yeah no 2016 it was definitely challenging especially being away from home and not really knowing anyone at college freshman year in college I don't know anyone Mm -hmm. my roommate and I like we barely talked he was super (laughs) quiet I mean I'm super quiet too but you know I was able to you know kind of make friends at that time too Mm -hmm. but no one no one like really knew about it um, besides like my best friend, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it was just really, I just wanted everything to just stop, like everything just end. Like I didn't know, like I was feeling things and I didn't know what, you know, really what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I wanted all the thoughts and, you know, I was feeling like it was so kind of going back, like, to, you know, to my sister. Mm-hmm when she was in a room with me you know, and I was in a room with her, she was on her, um, she was taking a breathing treatment and I tried so hard to keep the mask on her face. And she was like, you know, fighting me like just for air and like just everything. And unfortunately she just kind of like collapsed. And I like immediately, like I just froze 
Mm-hmm. And I just remember hearing, you know, the firefighters and paramedics or whatever, you know, telling me to like, let her go, like, let go. And sometimes like, and like at that time and still, you know, here and there, I hear those, like the words that she said, like, I need to go to the doctor now. And so I went through years of just blaming myself for my yeah. sister passing away because I couldn't keep the mask on her face. And so I, and going back to, you know, my attempt, I told my family, like, I'm sorry that this happened. Like, I'm sorry that I did this. It's all my fault. I'm the reason why she's not here. And so I just thought everyone hated me mm-hmm. and like wanted nothing else to do with me. And so I thought just honestly dying was meant for me. To, like, I don't know. I just thought it was meant for me. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to say I get it, but I, I kind of do. I mean, like, yeah, I don't want to put myself in your shoes, but I, you know, I can understand why, you know, you didn't know what to do and it's not, it wasn't your responsibility to do it, but damn. And I, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss, firstly. And I'm, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's obviously got to be hard to do. Um, but just to give a little bit more perspective on everything, I mean, so obviously you're at school. I don't want to be there anymore. What did, um, I mean, walk me, I mean, did, did it, did you try to self-harm and it just didn't happen or did you stop? I mean, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't really, I I guess I had a plan, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have a plan. It, you know, I wrote letters out to, you know, some close friends and and to some family members Mm -hmm. and, you know, I came up with a way how they would receive it. And, you know, I just kind of shot them a message like, hey, what's your address? Like, I'm going to mail something to you. And I said, like, I literally use these words. I'm like, it's a gift. Like, I thought of you. And I just want you to have this. And, like, part of me is just like, like, now, like, just thinking now, like, damn, like, I would have put through through a lot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just didn't really know how to call for help. Right. I didn't. And because I didn't want to, you know, be a burden to anyone. But basically, I, you know, sent, was wanting to send out letters. And then I knew overdosing was probably going to be the easiest thing for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I was on medication at the time, like my antidepressants um, and like some pain meds. And I had it out. I remember just opening the pill bottles and poured them all out. And I was just like, you know, this is it. And then I got a phone call, like just randomly, just out of nowhere from a friend that like, I did not talk to until like in, since graduating high school. Oh. And just literally out of nowhere, just called me and was just like, hey, like, I just wanted to call and like check in. Like, I know we haven't talked in a while. And I literally like in that moment, I broke down and I told them everything. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Like you literally like just saved my life. Like, fuck. I was about to end everything. Like if you would have never called, like I would probably be laying on my floor right now. And that's when he drove up. We hung out for like the weekend and he was just like, you know, if you want to go home, we can, you can go home. Like we can pack your shit. Like let's Mm -hmm. go. Right. And I was just like, you know, dude, I would love to go home. But I'm like, I feel like I'm here for a reason. 
Like, I feel like I am in college for a reason. And I was just like, I can't go home. Like, everyone's going to be mad at me. Like, I dropped out of school already. Like, I'm only what, a month and a half in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just, I can't do it. Like, I have to stay here. I'm glad I stayed. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it, I don't know. I just, I think about it. I'm just like, dude, like, what made you, like, call me? Like, right. I don't, like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer. And like, I don't know if that was just God, like, Hey, you're not going out like that. <laughs> no, because he's and, got a plan. Yeah. And I, you know, forever grateful for that dude. And mm-hmm. I'd ask him if I, you know, could, you know, kind of share that too. But then he was just like, cool with it. He was just like, yeah, I just don't want my name. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I was like, you're enough. cool. I was like, but dude, I was like, you have no idea like how powerful that is. And I don't know. I'm grateful for him. Well, I think, I mean, what, what you, first of all, thanks for sharing that. I mean, that's proud of you for doing that. I mean, I'm glad you're obviously glad you're still here, everything you're doing, but like what you were saying, it just, it, it resonates, you know, like if you don't know what's going on, I don't want to say like, I understand why people do do it, but I kind of do because like, if you don't have, you know, I've had, I don't want to say I got to that point, but I've had those thoughts and like the super negative and it's like, you're in this deep pit, but like in the back of my head, you know, at the time I knew what it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I had support and I can tell people what was going on, but like, you know, I think of all these, you know, high school kids and things that just, they have no idea what's going on. They just think, Hey, like, you know, their mind, I mean, the mind's powerful in depression. And like, yeah. if, you know, it, I, I just get it. You know what I mean? I think people yeah. need to understand that, you know, um, people say like, oh, they, they should ask for help and they should have done that. You know, sometimes you just don't know, you don't yeah. know what's going on. Right. And, um, obviously moments like that happen where the universe guy, whatever, you know, you know, got, got, you know, gotten your friend's ear to call you. And mm-hmm. I mean, what you learn from that, I mean, you're going to help so many people because of it and you're already doing that. So mm. yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about. People don't like talking about suicide, but the thing is the more people that talk about it, like, I hope, you know, I don't want to say, I hope someone, but if someone is listening, that's struggling, like it, it's depression, you know what I mean? Like there, there's more to it. Like if you get help, if you take the steps, or if you're unable to, you know, help yourself, call a friend, someone you can trust, you know, and maybe that's mm-hmm. not your, maybe that's not your parents, mm-hmm. you know, maybe right. it's not, maybe it's a counselor, a friend, somebody, um, but there's definitely a way out. Um, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Right. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, it also are like our friend groups, like our behavior, you know, like around them, like we may be putting off like, all right, I have this situation going on. I'm just going to get over it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to, you know, talk about it. Like, I'll be fine. I'll be all right. And so like, you know, you meanwhile, like, you're like, damn, like this person doesn't want to hear about like my shit that I'm going, like that I'm going through. So like, I, maybe I need to get over it. And then you're getting over it. It's like, all right, I want to be done with life. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to take this route. But, you know, if, you know, if I was able to just kind of provide a space, not like, not only like for myself, but like for you, 
and would have been like, all right, bro, like, listen, I'm going through this right now. And then you, you can go in like, damn, bro, like, you know, I feel that or I understand or I may not understand, mm-hmm. but I'm going through this. And like, you, I don't know, like, that's just how people like how you can form that, you know, relationship and you both like validating each other. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that's the beauty now, like, you know, with everyone, you know, not everyone, but people being so open about, you know, what they're dealing with and like even just telling our stories it's it's those one two three people that hear it that like Mm -hmm. wow like i'm going through the same thing like that's this is depression or this is anxiety like like you said we're i mean when i was in high school i don't know what the fuck was going on you know looking back Mm -hmm. now i get it yeah absolutely and i I wasn't always that shy or nervous you know it wasn't you have all these like buzzwords you know Mm -hmm. sad and you shouldn't be sad for four years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it. So that's, I mean, that's exactly why I do this podcast, why you do yours. Um, yeah. You want to talk more about your podcast at all? Yeah. So I am actually, so hmm, it's actually going to be like a year now, or, mm-hmm. yeah, like a year now since I you know started doing it. I haven't like been like very active on my podcast, but I do have some really, uh, you know, just kind of sharing my story, mm-hmm. um, personal, and then also like uh, the tragedy of my the loss of my sister, and then just get into grad school. Like, I knew, I think up in my junior year of college, that's when I knew I had a voice, and I knew like people enjoyed, you know, hearing like hearing and seeing the things like you know I had talked about um, when I started to you know just kind of advocate for mental health. I was just like, all right, I had this group of people. I mean, majority of the people at my school, not to, you know, sound cocky or anything or like this popular person, but like, I know I had a lot of people like listening, like to mm-hmm. me, like, and I'm like, all right, I'm not only gonna, you know, provide and, you know, post this stuff for them, but, but also for myself because, Absolutely. you know, like I said, like I didn't learn about mental health until I got to college. So obviously like, you know, other college students aren't learning about mental health until they got to college. Yeah. Since they started college and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think with my podcast, I was just like, you know, I want to share my story. I want people to know like who I am, who I was, the shit that happened to me. Because I never like you never know, like someone could have went through something so similar. And you never know like who you're gonna help, who this podcast is, this story is gonna come across. Like someone from freaking Canada could come across your, like your yep. podcast and like really needed it. And like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know, like I have a voice and I have one hell of a story that like will inspire others. And so I think that's what kind of pushes me to continue doing, you know, the stuff that I do. And I mean, also it's like, you know, it's my career. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know, like I just enjoy just, you know, putting some good shit out there for the people. Absolutely. <laughs> and like you said, it's like, this is therapeutic for me and you, mm-hmm. I'm sure like even like, I, I was actually just like, right before we got on, I was watching something that was talking about like imposter syndrome, you know, like basically like validating, you know, you're validating yourself. Like what makes us experts? I don't even want to call myself an expert, but you know what I mean? What, yeah. who gives a shit what we have to say. Right. But then yeah. literally what he says is like, you know, if you, let's say, you know, you're in the water and someone's drowning and you've got some information or like basically what he's saying is 
if you don't even try to help them, even if you have a little bit of something that could help them, even if maybe you don't, you're not the strongest person to throw like a life vest or, you know, you have some information for them. If you just keep your mouth shut, you know, you may have been able to save their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like just because you don't think you're, you know, an expert or any, it doesn't even have to be. It's just talking about your story because people are going to resonate with you um, or they're their family member or something like that. And I think the, I say this all the time. I think the most important part about mental health and the journey to healing, or at least getting to a point where you can, you know, start dealing with it a little better is talking about it, yeah. being open about it. It's hard, but once you start talking about it, I feel more, I feel better and better about mine. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you do as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, I was always a person that like, you know, I really didn't want advice or like feedback. Like I really just wanted someone to listen. And then I think over time, I'm like, that's what people just want. Like they just want someone to listen to them. Like they don't want advice. They don't want your feedback. I mean, like if they did, like they'll ask for it. Mm -hmm. They just want you to listen. And so that's why I always, you know, try to make sure. And my friends like sometimes might disagree with me because like when they're talking to me, like I'll be in my phone. But I'm like, if it's serious, like just let me know. Like then I'll be there. You know, I'll be, you know, right. listening to you. But, you know, people at the end of the day, like people want you to listen. Mm -hmm. They don't want advice. And I feel like some people get kind of, they get caught up, you know, they're like, damn, like, I really don't know what to say. So then they kind of, so they avoid the conversation, mm -hmm. but it's just like, Hey, all you need to do is listen. Absolutely. Like if that person wants you to, you know, kind of give them some advice, they'll, you know, ask for it. Or, and honestly, like, you know, just being real with them, like, Hey, like, I don't understand like what you're going through, but I'm listening. And like, mm -hmm. I'm here. I can, you know, give you the right tools. I can try my best, but you know, like whatever you need, like I'm by your side. Absolutely. Like, and so it kind of like, I've used to be that person too, where I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what I can do or like I'll often avoid like conversations. And I'm just like, you know, Trey, like you just gotta listen. Mm -hmm. and validate, like validate them and exactly. appreciate them for sharing, you know, for sharing like stuff that they went through or that they're currently going through and the validation is i think is a huge part of it you know because even when you describe symptoms and things like that like it makes you sound i want to say crazy it's not the right word but it's like you know mm -hmm. like what you describe what you're going through and they, they always say oh shit like let's get you to the hospital you know like right now and it's like you know like i'm okay but like this is all real and like mm -hmm. this is a symptoms of what i'm going through and like you said, the whole listen thing, I mean, um, even with like my wife and I try to do it with relationships now, because I was always a big, I think it's a man, no, being a man thing is you want to fix everything. Right. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's like, you know, if, you know, a friend or something or like, Hey, they just want to talk, but Hey, before we, you know, before we do this, like, do you want me to just listen? Do you want me to try to fix this? Or like, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, it's a mature thing to do. You know, if yeah. someone, it, 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 if you can't help them, you know, whatever it is, like, you don't have the knowledge for it. But like, like you said, some people just want you to listen. Yeah. And, and if you just try to give them advice, they're probably not gonna want to keep talking to you again. Mm -hmm. You know, like, just listen, man, like you said, yeah. or like you said, sometimes they don't even want you to really listen per se. They just want, they just want to talk and you, yeah. they just want you to be there. <laughs> right. Right? right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you said, like you could chill down on your phone, like you said, or like, maybe it's, <laughs> You know, you can zone out a little. And it's like maybe cause sometimes the, the shit can be hard hitting, you know, it's like, yeah. 
sure. Um, yeah. You know, talking back about college, you know, people like learning about college, you know, mental health in college, active minds, right? Let's talk about that. So yeah, freshman year, all that happens. Walk mm-hmm. me through like, how do you get from I mean, being suicidal to, you know, starting a chapter of active minds? And can you tell everyone else what active minds is? Yeah. So, so real quick, so Active Minds, it's a nonprofit organization um, that is on, they have over 500 chapters on college campuses around the world. And so it's founded by um, Allison, who brother, her younger, I can't think of it's her younger brother or older brother who committed suicide. Okay. Um, Or I shouldn't say committed suicide, who died by a suicide. And she that's when she started to you know start her journey with like you advocating about about mental health and Mm -hmm. so you know kind of her form in this organization you know for mental health and college students and also like in high schools they do have some chapters um in high schools as well but i found about i found out about active minds through two one of the faculty advisors for active minds at ud currently um and another uh, lady at who was at ud they, I went to the president about starting some sort of like mental health support group, like on campus, because we, you know, we didn't have that. Like all we had was the counseling center. And is this they, soon after, like, is this sophomore year, junior year? Just this like, is, oh, this is perspective. Jun, junior year. Okay. So yeah. sophomore year, you kind of got, I'm assuming you got yourself kind of a little more out of yours, you know, yeah. got yourself so, so, better. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then moving into junior year, I, was kind of, you know, that like I had my foundation of, you know, all right, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go to grad school, you know, to be a therapist. And I was just like, all right, where do I start with advocating for mental health? Because I was like Googling, like, how can one be, you know, a mental health advocate? Sure. And so I'm like, all right, I want to start a group on campus. And I went to the president of UD and I'm like, hey, like, I had this idea, like, I want to do this. And then that's when he got me in contact with the advisors now. And they're like, hey, like, we've been planning this for years. We just wow. didn't know what students, you know, would be interested, who could lead this group. Um, this is Active Minds. And so I'm like, you know, reading about Active Minds and stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to set this shit up. Like, we're going to yeah. like, we're going to do the damn thing. Hell yeah. And so I spent fall of 2019 planning and I started recruiting people spring of 2020, like, well, like that December of fall and then like January of, of 2020. I'm like, hey guys, like, this is what I, like, this is what I want to do. So I'm like recruiting like a bunch of the residence assistants and just some close friends in general. I'm like, hey, like, this is my vision. Like I, well, I got this vision from, well, I learned about active minds from them. Sure. I want to bring this to campus start spreading mental health awareness and, you know, making sure people feel safe and, you know, accepted here, like just on campus in general. And it was tough, honestly, but I, because I was just like, you know, not, people aren't going to take this serious. Like no one's going to want this. But then I remember getting numerous messages and like texts or like, I think this is going to be awesome. Like, you know, I want to be a part and I think like from the beginning, I've had like maybe like 20, 30 people like wow. interested in like just being a part of Active Minds. And then unfortunately, COVID, oh, you know, we were, planning to, we were planning to get things started and, you know, have our first event, like kind of like a meet and greet in March 
or April actually, but then everything shut down in March. And so I'm like, well, shit, like, you know what, like, what the hell can I do? Right. Like, what can right. we do? And so I was always advocating on like my personal Instagram account. And then I was just like, well, guys, I'm like, the best we can do is just post on social media. Like this, like, this is what we're going to have to do for right now. I don't know. Like I was at complete loss to be honest. And, sure. but I was just like, I can only do like the best that I can. And it definitely like it kicked off like pretty well i'm like we were getting just followers like left from right like on instagram and people were just like i think this is like so important to have like you know a lot of our mental health is just not okay like being in college and i was just like i understand that and then covid and and then yeah covid (laughs) right and everyone's mental health got worse about everyone but you know what i mean like yeah yeah shitty timing exactly and so I think having the support from like, you know, active minds at the national and like just other mental health student leaders that are running chapters on their campus, like we all connected, like we're there for one another and we're like, all right, we can do this event. And I think planning events was probably the toughest because, you know, we had the social distance and, mm. you know, space were limited and, you know, a lot of things were, you know, we're trying to do it online. And, it it was tough it was honestly tough but i think what kept me going you know with active minds was the people i'm like people really wanted you know something like this on campus and mm-hmm. people have tried before on camp- like to bring something like this like a mental health support group but failed because no one was interested and i think i was probably going to be that route too i'm like no one's going to be interested no one wants this on campus who cares about mental health no one's going to take this seriously and things started slowly like changing and you know with active minds they partner with like a lot of organizations and so i had you know spoke on a webinar about mental health and depression with um young adults about you know with COVID too mm-hmm. and then i ended up you know fe- being featured in a news article and Things were just kind of going crazy at UD. Like, they're like, that's wild for UD. Yeah. People at at home that don't know, like, (laughs) this is University of Dubuque in Iowa. Like, bumfuck nowhere. I mean, it's the truth. Like, I I went to school, like, also in Dubuque. And I mean, for that to have any attention, no, no. (laughs) Yes, it's in the US. And yeah. Yeah. And, I just like, I was, you know, super grateful for like, you know, all the opportunities, opportunities that Active Minds like gave me to, mm-hmm. you know, have a voice and like, you know, kind of advocate for other college students who are, you know, are scared to speak up about their mental health. And I kid you not, like, I had so many people reach out to like our Instagram page, but then also to me personal, and then mm-hmm. also like members in the group, you know, about how we impacted them to speak up about, you know, their mental health and how they're seeing therapists now, or, you know, how they're not afraid to, you know, be living with depression or anxiety or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever else. And I was just like, all right, y'all, like we're, we're getting somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, all right, I think my biggest challenge though, was like wanted to talk about like everything in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so things were in kind of like being planned out like fully, 
but I think it was just me like thinking of something. It's like, all right, we're going to run with that. We're like, we're going to go. Sure. And I don't know, dude, like it was definitely challenging for me to speak up about my mental health, like my freshman year and sophomore year mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, there's a lot of more people out there that are scared too. So it's like, how can we change that? Like, you know, what can I do to at least shine a light and some people to speak up about their mental health? And I honestly didn't think I would get the amount of, you know, members to be a part of my org, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I did. And I'm truly grateful for, you know, all of them. Like, I had people come from many different majors. And, like, I'm talking, like, nursing program, like, sports marketing, uh, criminal justice. I guess it's, you know, still related to, you know, kind of this mental health, you know, work and stuff. But it's every, you know, it's everybody. There's mental health. There's not, like, it affects everybody. Yeah. You know, every walk of life. Mm. And, you know, they just came along and they're like, all right, Trey, you know, we're here for you. Like, we're we're following along with you. And that meant so much to me because I'm like, I didn't have the support, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up. I didn't have the support, you know, two years ago. And for y'all to be on this journey with me and want to spread mental health, like on campus, it it means a shit ton dude hell yeah i was really blessed like i'm still thankful for all of them to this day and like Mm -hmm. what they're doing now and because you know most organizations like once they start up the people that started them and they go off and graduate they don't give two shits about what they started or what they did it's like you put in all that work for you to just leave it build a resume yeah it's more about building that that resume i mean that is true let's be honest (laughs) some people (laughs) in college you know what i mean yeah. I just want to put that shit on the resume. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. So, so like, what did you guys, okay. So like, I get that, like, I build a community and all that. So like, what, uh, like a meeting, like what, what were you guys providing to people or like yeah. what the, what, what could Activines provide to people in college? Cause I'm thinking, I mean, for me personally, so I went to Clark, which was honestly down the street. I went there for two years right. and that's kind of where I started realizing my mental health was like a thing and what it mm-hmm. was and what we didn't have. I mean, if we did have any, um, resources, I had no idea, you know, yeah. it wasn't out there. Um, mm-hmm. so like just thinking about this, it's just, I mean, when you move up, when you go to college, that's when you really become yourself and you learn more about yourself and you have time to reflect yeah. and no one's telling you what to do. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you can actually yeah. be yourself. And if, if you had some mental health issues, they're probably going to start realizing like what they may be. And, Mm-hmm. just having a group like that's incredible it's like well what yeah. i mean if i if i was you know at ud like what would you guys do for me you know obviously yeah. you guys aren't therapists you're not doctors in it you know yeah no and that's also like i you know have to tell people you know sometimes like i'm not a mental health professional mm-hmm. yet right, right yes. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but um and i also told you know my members too i'm like hey listen like we at the end of the day like we're humans you know like yeah like we're here for the people we're supporting people and we want people to speak up about their mental health but we also need to you know remind people that um you know we're not professionals but what we are is friends we're students we see them like we you know we might not like understand like you know what they're going through but we get Mm -hmm. them and so we're like we were more you know, a safe space for students to come and talk and be themselves and talk about, you know, what they're going through and what they dealt with. And we're, you know, 
low mental health advocates out here <laughs> oh, yeah. and providing, you know, giving people resources for things that, you know, that are NW, you know, community or like mm-hmm. on our campus, you know, there was like a couple people were like, you know, didn't even, never even heard of the counseling center. And so we were, you know, voices for that, like, Hey, you know, this is our counseling center. It's located right here. Here are the hours. Here's information about the therapist and uh, psychologist there we can walk, like, we can walk you over there. We can mm-hmm. be by your side, you know, going to sign up for, you know, services. And, you know, that's something I tried doing like a lot was like being by their side, walking them over there or, you know, even like my members too, like, you know, I know a couple of them told me like, Hey, like I'm heading this place. Like, do you want to come with, do you want to join? If not, like, that's okay. But I'm walking mm-hmm. this person over here to be by their side to sign up um, for, you know, for services. And so we were more, you know, building a community for people mm-hmm. to just feel safe. Absolutely. Some like a support system that, that yeah. people don't, don't have, like don't. you said, whether it's like your parents don't understand or things like that. And it's yeah. building that support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were really big on validating, mm. you know, validating and appreciating them for sharing, you know, stuff that they went through. And let them know that like, you know, they're not alone because some people like I thought I was the only one dealing with that the shit that I was dealing with. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know. I thought everyone just lived like this happy, freaking perfect life. But we're all dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and I think just being vulnerable on like, you know, our social media pages. Everyone's like, OK, this is, you know, this is normal. It's like mental health is starting to be normalized, like here on campus. Like some people like still, like I said, you know, they don't know what mental health is, but they're finding right. out from, you know, active minds being on our campus. Mm-hmm. And then with the suicide, you know, on our campus were kind of big, like not many people knew about it. And I would, you know, hear from people like, hey, this happened over the weekend. Like this person tried taking his life away, took her life away. And I'm just like, okay, like what, like we're like, who's protecting, like who's by them? Like who's getting these reports? Like, what are they doing? And it was just like, nothing was really being done. And I think, you know, with Active Minds, they had, you know, these different like programs and like initiatives you can bring to like your college campus. And I was like, you know what? why don't we get the suicide hotline printed on the back of all ID cards? I was like, this is an easy access for people to use. Like, oh, yeah. we, you know, we use our ID cards to get in buildings, to pay for our meals and to go work out and stuff like that. It's like, this, this number is going to save a life. Mm-hmm. And that's when me and, you know, my board was like, all right, well, who, who do we need to go talk to? How can this happen? When can this happen? And all it took was a simple email. And they were just like, let's resize it. Wow. We can put it on there. And it'll be available for students in the fall of 2021. No shit. No, push, just like, no pushback. No pushback, nothing. Wow. And we we're like, all right. Wow. You know, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, surpri- I'm honestly surprised. It sucks yeah. to say it, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, wow. you definitely, I felt like we, I thought we were going to get a pushback. Right. I like, I, I would think did. so. Yeah. But wow. I mean, they're just like, all right, we can do it. it. Takes two seconds to throw this on there. And there you have Incredible. it. And I was just like, 
you guys have no idea how much this means to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it probably could have saved a life this semester. Like, Absolutely, man. Um, but I think the biggest, you know, thing that, you know, makes me happy still until this day is, I guess, just seeing the new people be a part of Active Minds now. Mm-hmm. Just seeing, you know, still what they're doing and that they're still living my vision. I, I don't know, like I'm it's, lost of words. <laughs> it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like before, I mean, we, we kind of met over the internet, right? But yeah, even with Alyssa, you know, mm-hmm. I coached her brother and that yeah. like this little connection, right? And like, just even every single person I interact with there, the passion, everything, just like everyone there is all supportive on everybody. It, it's an incredible thing. And and like you said, like, it's pretty big for such a small school. You know what I mean? Like it's, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are enjoying it in silence still, you yeah. know, but even, even the exposure, you know, like you said, like you still got those people who are not going to, it takes a lot for them to get help. Right. But even just yeah. seeing it, you know, I'm sure it gives them a little bit of hope and just like looking into it a little bit more. It's it, like you said, the exposure, it's validating. It's those those symptoms we have, we talk about is there's some wild shit that happens in mental, like mental illness. And if you were to go tell someone that, you know, if you don't have validation from that group of people, I mean, you can go stir crazy, you know, trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And yeah, man, I wish I had something like that in school, you know, yeah. instead of just turning to <laughs> turn to booze and you know what I mean? Just yeah. getting fucked up instead, you know, it's, yeah. it's um, for anyone. I mean, do you have any advice? I mean, advice for anyone in college that might be struggling just anything that you think yeah. you could help people i think or young adults know, let's say yeah <laughs> no, i want to go to college <laughs> uh, man college that's right something. i'll use but, my degree but <laughs> <laughs> i would say my advice would be just to find some good people you know find some friends that you know, that kind of give you that space to open up and to, you know, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you, know, as, you know, as we said numerous of times. And, you know, I would honestly like stay away from the friends that are like, you know, I have ABC like going on or like, I'm just going to get over it. Like it's nothing that serious or I'm just going to go drink. You know, that's just what it like. That's my way of coping. I mean, like you can be there, like, you know, support them and help them, but like, Oh, for sure. Surround your, surround yourself with friends that are like, you know, going to push you to grow mentally. Like mm-hmm. we all have these friends that, you know, that push us to, you know, go work out and, you know, for our physical health, but like, we're the friends that, that are going to push you for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Who's going to, you know, take that extra step for you, you know, to grow mentally. And mm-hmm. I think that was kind of like my biggest struggle was finding those people, but they're like, they're, they're out there. Yeah. And you know, I would also just say, like, you're not the only one that are, that's going through, you know, something on a college campus or like, you know, just in your young adult life, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many people out there who are, you know, battling, you know, these same things or similar things that, you know, you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, as we were in high school, we were taught, like, we basically, like, we have to have our shit together. Like we're graduating, we're graduating high school. We're adults now, like, we got to go figure life out on our own. Or like, you got to have your shit together. Like yep. I cannot, 
tell you the amount of times that like I've heard that you know my senior year of high school like you need to have your you need to have your shit together and how is this how is that even possible you know what I mean you've been living at home you haven't had a chance to grow at all Mm -hmm. I mean what it's yeah times have changed dude yeah it's (laughs) I mean I'm I'm 31 and like 18 fuck man it was (laughs) you couldn't tell me anything it didn't matter it's Mm -hmm. it's stupid but it's the truth yeah right and I guess another thing like don't be afraid to seek help Mm -hmm. like so many people are doing it today and it's honestly because of the pandemic like that's when mental health started to you know become normalized and like I definitely have seen changes you know in society about the importance of mental health and I think it's, you know, again, like because of the pandemics, because mm-hmm. of COVID. And I, that was a blessing. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> blessing in disguise, right? I mean, yeah, it made even the most, you know, and not anti-mental health, you know what I mean? People that just don't yeah. believe in it. It's like, well, when they start experiencing it, because they're locked in their house for fucking 18 months. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like you said, it exposed a lot of people to mental illness and, even his mental illness, but, you know, just increased anxiety, maybe some, some depression. You don't have to have a, you don't have to have a, that's another thing. You don't have to have a mental illness to experience these things. Everyone experiences anxiety. It's a natural part of who we are. All right. You know, depression can happen, um, especially situationally with, with, with COVID. It's like you said, it, it was a blessing. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's caused a lot of change. Yeah. It's, I mean, it caused a lot of harm too, but I mean, a lot yeah. of, a lot of change. Yeah. Um, I think it, I think yeah. it definitely like, it also was a big key thing. And, you know, my mental health, you know, at ad, like ad, just advocating, mm-hmm. I think just being home, like just being basically locked inside. That's when I started to, you know, kind of post about mental health and a bunch of just mental health content and, you know, there's all that good stuff. It was because of COVID, honestly, like, I don't think that, if it wasn't for that, like, I, I mean, I probably would have eventually like started something, but like, that's mm-hmm. when I really started to like, you know, advocate and yeah. I'm glad you did. Honestly, mm-hmm. the more yeah. it, and it's being a man too, you know, for us, okay. I think, I know a lot of your content is about like, you know, being a man with mental health issues and mm-hmm. it's, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of my guests have been women because mm-hmm they're out there, they're talking about it. And yeah. like you said, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, it's supposed to be strong, you know, we're not supposed to have our feelings. And I've yeah. always been an emotional person, but it was like, Oh, you little bitch. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's like, what, yeah. what, what, what's the correlation here? Because I have feelings and you don't or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. but it's the truth. And the more in just advocating and talking about it, yeah. um, as soon as you can stop having to wear the mask every day, you know, I think it becomes, life becomes a lot easier, even if, even oh, yeah. if you're struggling with depression, anxiety, but like everyone I know probably knows about it. One, I'm on the internet, but mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if, if someone's going out with me, I'll be, oh, I'm anxious today or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. Wait, what? It's like, yeah, anxiety, whatever. And then, you know yeah. what, the next day when they talk about their anxiety, because everyone deals with it, man. And right. if you could help someone else by just telling your story or just, you know, you have to go into detail, you know, just, mm-hmm. Hey, I deal with anxiety. It's all good. All right. Um, 
you know, before we kind of start wrapping things up, you know, anxious ambition, you know, for, for me, it's, it's showing people that they can do more despite everything, you know, despite everything you've gone through, you know, what, what are your goals right now? And yeah. And then how are you, you know, pursuing them? Yeah. So my goals right now is, I mean, obviously finishing grad school. Sure. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. You know, finishing grad school and, you know, becoming a mental health therapist. Like I am starting to find, you know, my purpose even more, you know, since I've started grad school and, you know, finding the voice that I have, I just want to, you know, continue, you know, the things that I'm doing and, you know, just, you know, just be a light in others. And so my, honestly, like my number one goal is to help people find themselves. Like incredible. That's, that's like, that's where I'm at. And I, you know, just heard back from a friend uh, like the other day and how, you know, they had their breakthrough. They're like, all right, shit, I got to start working on myself. And mm-hmm. they've been doing these things to, you know, take care of themselves and, you know, like setting boundaries and practicing self-care and, you know, like, I don't know, like it, it just, it makes me happy that, you know, my friends are like starting to take action and, you know, their mental health to absolutely you know, better themselves. And so again, my goal is to help people find themselves. That's incredible, man. Honestly. I mean, and then and a selfless goal like that, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, like, it's, I don't want to say it's going to be easier to achieve, but you know what I mean? There's, there's rewards from true human beings that are seeing, you know, like you said, I mean, you, you can lead the whole thing. You can lead a horse to water, right? Mm-hmm. You keep telling your friends, telling your friends, but when they actually have that breakthrough or maybe they hit rock bottom or something, mm-hmm. you know, you being able to be there for them. It's, it feels good. It's, and it's not, it's not wrong to feel good about helping, you know, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay yeah. to feel good that you help someone else, you know, for yeah. self. And it's not selfish, but it goes both ways, man. It, we're human yeah. beings where right. we need each other. Like we talked about earlier. I mean, if you're alone dealing with those suicidal thoughts and things like that, I mean, it could, it could be dark. And if you don't have something or someone to help pull you out, it could be a fucking struggle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I cannot express like how important it is to have people in your corner. Mm-hmm. Like, and for me, like I used to, you know, not trust people because like people would come into my life and then they would leave. And someone told me, they were just like, you know, there isn't a people that come in. There's some people that go, but you also have to, you know, learn to allow people to come into your life because not everyone is out to get you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn. All right. Actually, you know, my therapist told me that. There She's like, go. not it, not everyone's like out to get you. Right. And I was just like, shit. Okay. And so right. like <laughs> I started to, yeah. So You're I started right. to like, you know, let people come in and people came in and people are still here. And like the amount of times like I pushed them away, like I gotta be honest, like I pushed people away. But you know, they stuck by my side and they you know, they're here. So that's some good advice sure. right there. <laughs> I love that. No, I love it. And and one thing to hit on too, because I know we kept talking about like finding people and finding people like family, friends, whatever. I'm sure someone out there doesn't have any of that. You know, they got nothing, right? But yeah. the great thing about today is that you have the internet, you know, anxious ambition, Trey speaks, you know, 
I, we're building like it's not about us it's about the community yeah. you know and there's still people that just like randomly will send me messages and be like hey that was really helpful today or they'll talk about their struggles and it's just mm -hmm. like you can vent to me and again it's like hey i'm not a professional if it gets if it kind of crosses the line a little bit where it's like i really mm -hmm. can't help you anymore like it's being a resource so if you yeah. are really struggling and you don't you know you don't have anybody you you do you you got the internet please like reach out to me reach out to trey like we'll help you yeah. as much as we can and try to give you guidance man like Absolutely. don't even if you are you feel truly alone you're just not you're, you're not there's people out there that'll listen to you and care about you i mean there's people it's like this girl from like brazil and it's like speaking broken english and shit like saying how much she appreciates it. it's like that person's reaching out to me because maybe they don't have anybody mm -hmm. you know so there there are resources out there so like i don't want people to feel like discouraged they don't have many friends or things like that or um there's resources out there yeah absolutely and i don't think that like well i truly believe in building friendships over the internet like sure for for example like me and you like exactly, we man. have not met in person nope. didn't know who you were like i just remember you know Alyssa talking about you mm -hmm. and you know we wanted to get you i think that spring of yeah. you know, my senior year but whatever COVID. and i mean shit look at like look at us now <laughs> absolutely man absolutely but, the bond yeah it's, seriously it, and, and you know true like that bond like we have that friendship already because we've gone through some of the same shit yeah. Even though, you know, not, but the same, you know, and like everyone that's following me and following you, every one of those people you could probably reach out to and have a connection with. Absolutely. You know, so that's, I try to talk, talk about that. It's all about the community, you know? Yeah. Um, a couple uh, last couple of questions before we wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, well, let's go back. Right. So your freshman year at night, you know, you're suicidal, hmm. you can go back talk to yourself, give, your, give yourself a piece of advice, talk to you, you know, what, what, what would you do if you can go back? Yeah. So if I was to go back and, you know, talk to, you know, Trey then, mm -hmm. I would definitely tell him the same things that you know, I still tell my inner childhood self, like, hey, like, you are safe now. Like, you are okay. There are people right there in your corner. You're not alone. And you know, help is right there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, when I look back at that time, I, you know, I really didn't want to die. I didn't like, I just wanted all the pain and the hurt and the suffering to just stop. And I think that's, you know, when I, you know, kind of realized, you know, people are there for me. Mm -hmm. And so again, just kind of going back and just telling that trade, like, listen, bro, like <laughs> you're good. Yeah you know like look at us now like i got you and that's honestly probably has like been helping me you know you know start to be okay and like you know manage you know the shit that i went through you know growing up and you know during that moment just saying like hey like hey bro i got you now like mm -hmm. we're good you know like let's go <laughs> you yeah. know you got the oh, coping yeah. skills like you got it all now i'm like well not all of it but You'll get you're there. handling you're, you're handling better now like we're gonna get there and so yeah that's awesome i'm sure it would have been helpful man it's yeah. absolutely where can people find you at? if people are trying to connect with you where I can mean, they find you yeah so you can find me on instagram 
at Trey underscore speaks. That is T-R-E and then underscore speaks. And also on Twitter at Trey Moss 3. Always post some mental health content. So is Justin. And, you know, just spreading the light and, you know, being there for others, impacting others and, you know, helping them overcome their mental health battles. Oh, yeah. You post, you post a lot. I give you credit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I give Do you I? I? Okay. I sometimes no, you post like... a lot. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. I'll say this. And I, I think it's by myself, too. I don't think... I think I'm sure you put a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, Hey, I didn't post in a while, this and that. Yeah. But how many times have you hopped on Instagram been like, damn, this person, like you're you're looking for people's posts. Like you're not, you're, you're just not, but when you do post, it's impactful. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, and that's, that's better than the bullshit that some people's post every day, you know, impactful stuff. And that's what, you know, I know it's infographics can be a pain in the ass to make. So I (laughs) I give you credit, dude. Dude. It's okay. I don't like if you, I don't know if you use, uh, you use Canva. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. But sometimes I'm like, fuck. I literally, I'm like, damn, this stuff is stressing me out. And like, sometimes I'm like, can someone like help me? Like I want someone to help me. But then I knew, I think where I'm getting at now is like planning things like, you know, for the months. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, say right now, like I'm doing, you know, November, you know, men's mental health month. Sure. So I was like planning that like all October, like, and I'm like, so I made like these posts like a month before, mm-hmm. you know, and so now like all I have to do is post it, which like took off a lot of stress. Cause I'm like, I like wake up like one day and I'm just like, all right, I want to post this. So then I go make this picture, mm-hmm. like, you know, and then I'm on that. So like, I think what I did now to kind of like organize, you know, like all my mental health content stuff is like, I have a journal now or like a notebook. And so it's like, I'm going to make this post. I write out like what I want the post to say. And then mm-hmm. I go and, um, you know, kind of design them or whatever. Sure. But yeah, a lot of people say like, you know, Trey, like he posts a lot. <laughs> hey. I'm like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but that, that just goes to show like you really, like when I see people post a lot, I get a little stressed. I'm like, damn, how are they doing this? But you really think <laughs> like what you see behind the scenes though, like, you especially especially having you know some mental health issues we you have to if you want to be successful you know again anxious ambition is all about if you want to be successful there's things that we got to do differently you know planning ahead planning for those days where you wake up and you don't want to do shit but maybe you got something prepared you know or you take a break because that's okay too you know like don't just assume trey's waking up every day writing these writing these posts you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just, just it is what it is you know it, we're, we're human too but we put it out there to help you guys so yeah um, all right last question yep. you ready i'm ready all right how do you so. want to be how do you want to be remembered trey cool uh, maybe i wasn't ready no, no you weren't ready for that i was, <laughs> I was not ready to speak from the heart i would like to be remembered by you know that dude, Trey Moss, showing up for people, but also for himself to provide for others. I'm just going to drop the mic. That's perfect. Dang, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Hey, first of all, thank you so much for being on today. It's I'm so excited to kick off season two with this. You know, we need to get some more men on here expressing, you know, talking about their feelings, talking about mental health, because we all experience it. Um, thank you for sharing all, you know, 
you know, some hard stuff to talk about and we appreciate it. I'm sure someone out there listening is absolutely going to relate whether it's, you know, specifically to it or not. Um, another thing I want to touch on is, you know, if you're in college right now and, and you're considering, like, you know, you're, you're, you're in a leadership, you want to be a leader, you know, like Trey, um, looking into starting active minds, yeah. it's, you know, I'm sure it's not, you know, I'm sure that there's a system set up to start it. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, be the difference. You know, do you like how, how was the process? Was it was it I want to say easy, but you know, becoming was, a chapter, you need, it, probably need a couple I mean, sponsors and things like that. Like, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's like this on every campus where you need like maybe one or two faculty advisors mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, sign off and, um, you know, that they're going to be there for support with, you know, your organization. But Active Minds have tons of, you know, resources and the people there are going to help you start your chapter on campus. Like without it, like I didn't feel alone, like whatsoever, because, you know, their support, like it was all there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you're, you're going to join this network where there's tons of mental health ad- or student, student leaders that has an Active Minds chapter. And you guys are all going to just bounce off each other, bounce ideas off and, you know, planning and programs and all the other stuff. So like, you know, to start it, you won't be alone. And I mean, it may seem like that, like, you know, like during the process, but like, you know, you're not like you have tons of people to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of call on. So if you are interested in starting an active mind chapter, please feel free to reach out and I would guide you into, you know, the people to, you know, contact and what you can do and stuff like that. And also, you know, talk to the current active mind president at, you know, UD, uh, University of Dubuque. Mm-hmm. She'll definitely help you out as well. Alyssa is an amazing woman and I cannot thank that girl enough for, you know, the amount of work that she has been doing and also the team too, but mm-hmm. for them to, you know, just kind of continue active minds, it's been a, bl- been a blessing. It's incredible, man. Thanks again for having, um, thank you for being on the show, man. It's been, it's been awesome. Um, if anyone out there is struggling, remember, you can always reach out to us. We'll, we'll do all we can to help you. Um, you know, I'm not a professional. Uh, Trey's almost there. Almost there. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll help guide you and, and yeah. uh, do all we can because you're never alone. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Anxious Ambition Podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram at Anxious Ambition. You can actually watch this podcast over on YouTube. Lastly, check out our website, anxiousambition.com, where we have all of our merch and a portion of every sale is donated to NAMI and it helps support the individuals and their families who are suffering from mental illness. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, take it easy. Anxious. Ambition.